Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. I've been battling allergies for years now. Let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available release sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. What's up, gang? Welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mashazde. I'm so pumped to have you here with me. Now listen, The Greatness Machine, we're about two things. Number one, people who are living their passions. And number two, those who are creating greatness in the world and doing both of these things despite the odds against them. Each episode, we're going to feature interviews with game changers, business leaders, you know, telling us their origin stories, what made them tick, what got them to where they are now. Why? So it can help you step into your greatness within your life, your business, and your career. Occasionally, you might hear a few solo episodes from myself, moi, as I say, as I leverage my 20 years of entrepreneurship as a CEO and founder to help you grow and level up in your journey to scale your life and your business. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversation, and I'm stoked to have you here with me. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mishazde, and we are doing a special episode where Noni Sue is teaching me how to make her amazing, wonderful family heirloom of a recipe of red sauce pasta. So for some of you, you might think, who cares about that? And I was like, man, I need to get this from my mom. She's getting old. <laughs> I'm going to lose. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get the recipe when she's senile. God forbid something happens. Like, like she can't go down with the ship. So I <laughs> told my wife, I said, I'm going to have to get this recipe when she's in town. <laughs> who knows if it's the last chance I'll have. No, I'm kidding. But uh, my mom's here with me right now. Um, so we're going to um, have her walk us through how she makes her amazing sauce, which is how old is the recipe, Mom? Oh, I don't know. My 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 mom made it, and um, her mother made different sauce. Actually, that my mom made. Who, whose is better? <laughs> There's no better or worse. My grandmother's was great. You know, hers was fresh tomatoes from the garden. Okay, so she canned her own tomatoes, and hers was very simple. Had no. Had big pieces of meat in it, but um, you know it was it was pretty simple. And then I think she threw in some cream because it was it was pink; it wasn't red. So, so what I'd like for what, what we did is we were sitting down, and my mom was giving me the list of all of her ingredients. I'm going to read them off right now because I want to make sure I get them all good. So I'm li- and we'll put these in the show notes so that you all have them. I've, honestly, as you all know, I do things very selfishly here at the Greatness Machine. So this is selfishly for me to document the recipe for, for myself and my family. Um, and um, I thought it'd be kind of a cool episode. So, so I wrote Sue's sauce. 
So she told me how to get whole tomatoes, Carmelina, two ninety-one ounce cans. This is how I can make six or seven quarts. One small tomato paste, one pound of ground turkey, one half of a slab of St. Louis pork ribs, six to eight ribs, three bone-in chicken thighs so that you don't choke on the bones, one medium onion, white, six cloves of garlic, a half a bunch of Italian parsley, Romano cheese, like pulverized, so get like maybe like, I don't know, one of those like 16 or 32 ounce containers of it. They have them at like a Pecorino Romano, right? Right, mom? Um, yeah, but you don't want to put a whole 16 ounce in there. You want to put half that. Half that. I think the audio cut out there, but yeah, yeah. I, I just get the 16 and then she'll talk, she'll talk us through how much you put in. So, so you're saying, wait, you want to put 16 ounces in? Is that right? Eight ounces for this, for this serving. So make sure you, again, we'll put this all in the show notes. So you don't need to write this stuff down while you're driving in your car. That's probably not the safest thing to be doing. Um, handful of chopped dried mushrooms. Not the magic ones that make you hallucinate, but the good ones that you can eat. Um, and then uh, she said one cup, roughly. A quarter cup of fennel seed. A half of a teaspoon of red uh, chili uh, pepper chili flakes. Seven turns of the pepper mill. So maybe like full turns-ish. And then a quarter cup of oregano. All right, so we got the, we got the list. This will go in the show notes. I'm going to pass the mic back to my mom, and she's going to walk us through how she makes this sauce. And and you know, this is going to be a little bit of trial and error here. Okay, so let's see. You start with um, olive oil, and you fry just to brown the chicken and the ribs. The ribs. Cut them in pieces of two or three ribs each, and you'll have two or three pieces. And you brown those on both sides pretty good, in you know, like 15 minutes or so, and take them out of the pan. And then the pan that you brown them in, you put the turkey in there, and um, you're going to break that turkey into tiny pieces. And while the turkey is cooking, you're also going to throw in the minced garlic and the chopped onion, which will be chopped small. And um, I have a question. So you have to mince the six cloves of garlic and then you have to chop the onion small. How, how small do you chop, chop the onion when you say chop it small? Small. Like like how small, small? Uh, like a quarter of the size of my, my pinky nail. All right. So like she's got a small pinky nail, so you've got to do a quarter of the size of the pinky nail. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. And then you, you fry those up until the water evaporates. And then you put that aside. And then you get your 291 ounce. I get the 91 ounces because it's easier to open the two big cans than six small ones or seven small ones. So you get the big cans and you open them up. And then with an immersion blender, I blend them into you know, pulverize until they're like crushed. But don't buy crushed because crushed caramelinas are way too heavy. And other tomatoes that I bought, um, I quit playing around with tomatoes when I learned that if I stuck to the same tomatoes, my my sauce will come out the same. So I have a question. Where, where do you buy the caramelinas at? Online. On Car- Online is? Carmelina.com. All right. I'm going to go check out Carmelina.com while Sue here, Mama Sue, uh, comes <laughs> up with the rest of her recipe. So I'm going to make sure, I'm going to confirm that because she had, wasn't sure it was Carmelina, Carmelita. And she says she thinks it's Carmelita. But okay. Carmelino. Again, we'll put it in the show notes. Okay. And um, so you, you pulverize them. 
and then you you pour them in the pot, a large pot, and put in um, when you're pulverizing. You also have that can, small can of tomato paste. So just put some of that in there and pulverize it with it. You know, and you're just trying to make them pretty, um, cr- pretty crushed tomatoes. Then you have those in the pot, and um, and then add some water if it looks too thick. And because you're going to be cooking it down. If it doesn't look too thick, don't add water. Wait, so uh, for the average person, they're not going to know what's, what's supposed to what's, what's looks. So if you had a ballpark, it tells you it's 291. First of all, it's 291 ounce cans. So it's 180 ounces. You're saying, and then you put one little thing of tomato paste. If you had to add water, what's the consistency you're looking for? And how much water do you think you have to add if you had to guess? You're probably looking at... Um, well, first of all, you want to rinse out the cans, so that'll put some water in there. Um, but you're looking at probably like a tomato soup consistency. Okay. Give us, give us a guesstimate on how much water. Like, like a cup? Um, well, I'm going to repeat that because I don't think – I said give us a guess on the consistencies. This is where she's like, oh, I just eyeballed the whole thing. I'm like, this is really special, Mom. Like, so, <laughs> so, so tomato soup – how do you know if you've added too much water, I guess is the question. So the thing is 91 ounces. When you say you rinse it out, because there's a, like some residual in there, and so you're adding like maybe a cup of water or two cups of water? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I can't hear you when I pulled away. So so one to two cups of water, add it, and then you, know, you can always add more water if you need to. Is that right? Yeah, you can also boil it down because you're going to be cooking this for about three hours. Okay. So it's going to boil down. And you may be adding water later on. Okay. So you have... You have all this tomato sauce in there, and um, and then you're going to add all of your spices and other things besides the meat. Okay. Okay, so when we're talking spices here, we're adding our parsley. Is this what we're talking about? Take, take oh, shoot. Parsley. I just erased something here. Sorry, keep going. Hold on, they can't hear you. So so when you say spices, what, what are we talking about spices? We're talking about the chopped parsley. Okay, that half a... Half of stock of parsley that you had needs to be taken off the stem and chopped. Okay. Not chopped too small, but just chopped. Okay. And you're going to add the parsley and the oregano and the red pepper and the dried mushrooms and the fennel seed. um, Pepper. The pepper. Oregano. The cheese. Yeah, I said oregano. Okay, so we're good there. The cheese. Um, everything that's on the recipe besides the meat and the tomatoes, you're going to add in. Okay, so so we got garlic, onion. Well, the garlic you've already garlic and onion are with the meat, so you're not putting those in. Got it. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. They got fried. Got it. Okay. So, all right, keep going. Okay. So, presuming I haven't forgotten anything, you add all of those things that that I just said. You mix it up. And you taste it. Okay. So this is where all, all you white people out there are going to have no idea what it's supposed to taste like. So, <laughs> and, if, and if it doesn't taste good, you add a little more cheese. Okay, so this is where this, this thing's going to go sideways because I know what it's supposed to taste like because I've been eating it for 45 years. It's supposed to taste really rich, <laughs> really, really, really good. It should have a lot of flavor to it. Tangy, a little, yeah. Should it be? A, has a little bit of a of a sour, like like kick to it. Yeah, the tang is what you're tasting for. Okay, um, and then you know, 
this is when normally when I add to it, I'm adding cheese, oregano, fennel. Um, those are usually the ones I play with. Okay. And then once it's all mixed, you put the meat, the ground turkey and the, that has the onion and garlic and the other meat. And then if you want to, you can also, um, you know, fry up some sweet sausage and put it in there. Italian sweet sausage, you know, maybe a pound or something like that. Uh, Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. Hey there, friends. It's Darius from Shazda here, and I have a little confession to make. You see, I've been battling allergies for years now. And let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Allergies have been my constant companion. They stop me from fully enjoying the little things in life, canceling plans with friends because of sudden allergy attack to missing out on an outdoor activity because of sneezing fits. Allergies have been a real nuisance. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing and a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I've been a Claritin D user for many, many years now, and let me tell you, it's made a world of difference. Since I started using Claritin D, my symptoms have improved dramatically. Now I can breathe easier, enjoy outdoor activities without worrying about sneezing fits, and truly live my life without being held back by allergies. Ready to live as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter now. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear uses directed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. In the world of successful partnerships, names like Procter & Gamble, Ben & Jerry, and Supply & Demand echo through business history. But when it comes to growing your business, who are the perfect partners? That's you and Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. We're talking from launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we hit a million dollar order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Picture this, a time when my business was facing a tough hurdle and I wasn't sure how to break through. But then came the breakthrough moment, a game changer that took my business to the next level. You know, what I absolutely adore about Shopify is its unparalleled ability to adapt and grow with your ambitions. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 75 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Darius.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wait, I have a question. Links. Okay, so I have a question. So on the meat, you're kind of browning all that stuff before you put it in. Is that correct? Yes. So you're browning all that meat for, for again, for for the culinary challenged. That means you don't cook it all the way through because it's going to cook in the sauce for three hours. You're just kind of like getting a nice little, you're trying to get the, the, the get it going. So you brown all the meats. Then, and so you're putting olive oil. You do no salt and pepper in that stuff, right? Well, you, you put pepper in after. No, no, no. I'm talking about on the meat. Just no. uh, the, the meat is just onion, garlic, olive oil. You're kind of frying the meats up, browning them, and then you put all those in the sauce. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. And then um, then you just mix it and you let you cook it, bring it to a boil. And then once, once it comes to a boil, you put it on simmer, which is on my stove, medium low. Um, for a couple hours, you have to keep stirring it from the bottom because it will stick, um, use a good pot, okay? Don't use some some cheap stock pot. You know, um, I have I have nice all-clad um, that I use, or you can use a non-stick if you want, but something that is not going to stick easily and it's not going to ruin your sauce. And then, you know, you stir from the bottom for a couple hours, and it will... Let me ask a question. So when you're stirring, like, what, like every, like, 15, 20 minutes? Yeah. Okay. There's something you can do, by the way, for those for listeners that um, want to be more like me. And so I'm a huge fan of actually getting like really good bread. And you can actually, as you're making it, you can take some of the meat and sauce. It's not done and put it on top of the bread and eat that as like, as like a, as, it's like lunch. Yeah, it's lunch. Is there a name for that, Sue? Yeah, we used to call it sauce bread. Sauce bread. <laughs> it's so original. We, we used to call it pandisa <laughs> sugo. So, so sauce bread, I actually remember we did call it sauce bread. So sauce bread is where when you're making it, it smells really good. It'll smell your whole house up like really, really delicious. And so, again, for the culinary challenge, um, I would do that, and you're kind of tasting. You're getting a taste of it. It'll be a little watery because it hasn't cooked down all the way because you're putting, what, like 180 ounces of of tomato in there plus all the other stuff. So 180 ounces is, I don't know, that's over a gallon. That's a one and a half gallons of, of, of sauce, right? So just know that, like, like over time that you can enjoy it. I always taste it. This is a, this is a, a family recipe I'm sharing with the world because I'm such a generous human being uh, via Sue. So hold on. I'm going to pass the mic back to my mom. So now you're cooking it down, stirring it every 20 minutes, back uh, eating some sauce bread. Yeah. And, um, okay, so what's going to happen is the meat from the – okay, you want to – okay. The meat from – the chicken will fall off the bone and it will become strings inside of your sauce, which is good. Um, you're going to discard the skin and you're going to also discard the bone of the chicken. Um, Quick question. When you say discard, so are you pulling it out of the sauce as it falls off? Like, what do you mean by discard? Yeah. You know, or you could wait till the end, but you're going to have to get rid of those. Okay. Oh, something else I forgot. Um, Put four bay leaves. Um, so you're going to add four bay leaves when you're doing all the um, 
all the other ingredients like the spices and whatnot. Yeah. And, um, and you also want to take out the bay leaves because they're not edible. And if somebody doesn't know that, they'll choke. Okay. And the ribs you want to take out before they start falling apart because then your, your sauce will be away. That's right. That's Carmelina. Um, because your gravy, your sauce will be really too, um, too rich if you leave in the, the ribs. So you want to take the ribs out and you serve those on the side. They're very good. Um, and we have a question. So when you take them out of the sauce, so how many hours in are you taking them out? And then when you take them out, um, when you serve them, how do you serve them? Okay. This is the last half hour when you take them out or take them out. When you see the chicken falling apart, take the ribs out. Okay. Um, which is a couple hours in when you serve them, just put them on on a dish on the side. You know, people like that. Um, and let's see, I think maybe, oh, and as you're making this, grease will come to the top. That'll be shiny red stuff. You have to skim it off because you don't want to eat that. What are you skimming off with, like a spoon? Yep. Okay, so just remember, you don't want to eat the grease, although grease is delicious. You're taking the pork ribs out 30 minutes left uh, out of a couple hour cooked down because you're, you're really, it's like a real reduction process. And then um, you're removing the chicken skin and the chicken bones. And Sue gave me one tip She because we used to choke on the bones. She said the reason she does the chicken thighs is they don't have any of the sharp bones that some of the other chicken like legs and whatnot have. So that's a strategically picked um, for its fattiness and for its bone shape so that um, our, our less cognitively, <laughs> cognitively <laughs> capable people don't choke on the bones later or accidentally. And, you know, then the last half hour or two, you know, you're tasting. If you, if you need salt, add salt then. Um, you need salt to taste is what it's called. And then, um, you know, you turn it off, let it sit, and you serve it. You, if you're making it, you're not going to be able to taste much during the, that day. It's not going to taste very good to you. It actually tastes better after it's frozen. Um, and I freeze them in cork containers. And uh, if you make meatballs, you can make your meatballs and you can put them in too towards maybe the last hour or so. Um, you can pre-fry them or put them in unfried and you know just drop them in and um, maybe put a dozen meatballs in there, a couple dozen if you want. I have a question, um, again, for our culinary challenge. How big are meatballs? Like when you talk, like are these like one and a half ounce meatballs? And, and I, I like to use food scale people, so maybe... Uh, yeah, so two two ounces. Sue's saying, two ounce meatballs. Um, I'm not going to give you our recipe for that. You're going to have to just suffer through your mediocre meatballs while we eat our good ones. But yeah, put those in twelve of them, two ounces a piece. Uh, I mean, the pot's going to be filled with meat and and sauce. I mean, that, that that's what you end up with. Is that is that correct, Sue? Yeah, and and you want you know you add water if you need it. Um, you know, it should be, in the end, it has to be the consistency of spaghetti sauce. You know, same kind of sauce that you buy in a jar. It should be that consistency, which means you're either cooking it down if it's too watery or you're adding water. Um, I have a question. When do you know to add water during the process? When it looks, when you go to stir it and it's a heavy stir, you know, it's like, you know, this is work. It shouldn't be work. Um, it should be the consistency of sauce in the end, you know. So, so again, three hours is roughly the cook time. So if you're an hour and a half in and it's getting too thick, you're going to add water. If you're two and a half hours in and the consistency is a little bit too thick, you're going to add a little bit of water and let it cook down. Is that, is that correct? 
yeah, as large as this recipe is, it's half of what I make. So it might actually be two and a half hours because the larger your pot, the longer it takes to cook. Again, so so two and a half hours. So you'll know when you're, you've hit that two, two and a half hour mark if the consistency is that of, a again, a, some crappy sauce you buy at the store. And taste it. It should taste good. Like I always, ta- I taste throughout the whole time when I'm tasting this stuff because, again, I, I know what I'm looking for taste wise. The tanginess is a big deal. Like you want to have that, like kind of like that, like kind of little sour, like garlicky, kind of as- acidic. Yeah, I should. T- I'll, I'll pass the mic back to my mom in a second. But yeah, she she just said a moment ago it should hit you right after you taste it. It's a, that like garlicky, acidic kind of like zing to it that's delicious. And that's how I came to Carmelinas because I used to just use. Any, any tomatoes, any good tomatoes, and tomatoes are all different. So um, the Carmelinas are not real sweet. Um, if, if your sauce is too sweet, then you put a tiny bit, like, um, oh gosh, I don't know, a quarter of a, of a teaspoon of, um, what would you put, baking soda? To, to, to do what now? Okay. You put vinegar if it's too sweet. You put baking soda if it's too sour. Got it. So you heard it from the source. Last but not least, um, Mama Sue, um, quick question. What sort of, like, when you, like, we were talking earlier, because my stepdad does a different sauce than my mom, and, and we're, and they're both full Italian, so it's coming from a trusted source. There's about 150 years of, uh, <laughs> of pasta eating between the two of them. Um, maybe that was a couple years exaggeration. Um, but what sort of pastas is, does your sauce go well with? Um, we buy our pasta from the – oh, mine? It goes well with, with heavy pastas. Um, my sauce is good with, um, with like, ravioli – with, um, you know, uh, rigatoni, pacchiera, that kind of stuff. And I only buy my pastas at the Italian store. If you're paying less than $4 a pound, you're underpaying for pasta. Um, anywhere between 4 and $10 a pound is what you should be paying. She left out the most important one, which is not the best if you buy at the store, is gnocchi. This sauce with gnocchi is like the bomb. So a uh, really good potato or like a cheese gnocchi. It's delicious with that. And then I just want to um, leave the, the audience with um, one one last thing. So when you talk about the freezing process, because like I get it. I literally, my mom brings in when she comes to town and like these frozen quarts. But talk talk them through again, like the freezing. Like you, again, it tastes better if you're going to freeze it and then use it later. Tell them how you do that again. Okay, take the meat out. Um, you're not going to freeze it with the meat. Take the meat out, and then I get uh, quart Ziploc containers, and I just freeze them, or you know, put put the sauce in there to up until about an inch from the top. Close it and freeze them. And then when you take them out, so um, when you take them out, we usually put it like a little plate under them because they'll you know they're defrosting. They sometimes will make a little bit of a mess, but they're they'll, they'll defrost pretty quickly. I mean, you can also throw them in a pot. Like you just put like uh, when you take them out of the freezer. Again, I, I've been living up. You, you, we'll, we'll run them under cold water, and then they almost like a frozen soup. Whenever if you ever heat up a frozen soup before, then you put them in a saucepan, put it on low. It'll it'll basically get warm and like. 20 or 30 minutes. That's a good way to like heat up a pot of sauce. Uh, any other tricks of the trade, mama? Yeah. If, if by chance it's too salty, um, throw a potato in there. The potato will take the salt out, a raw potato. 
All right, you guys, you heard my family recipe on how to have a spaghetti sauce. Um, thank you so much, Mom. I appreciate this so much. Sure, honey. And if I forgot any other things, I'll let you know. Yeah, that's not going to do any of you any good. <laughs> <laughs> You're all screwed. I'm going to have some damn good sauce either way. But anyway, um, thank you guys so much for listening today. I just wanted to share this with uh, – I actually was recording this for myself. I figured you guys could get a little inside baseball on how we eat damn good pasta in my family. Until uh, next time, peace out. We love you. You are listening to The Greatness Machine, and that's a wrap for today. Listen, if you love what you heard, subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform that you're tuning in on so that you don't miss any of our future episodes. We have tons of great people coming on, and we're, we're stoked to have you here to enjoy it with us. Leave us a review. Tell us what you love most about this particular episode. We love getting the reviews. We love to see what you guys love most. And if this particular episode you know, made you think of someone who's leveling up in their business and in their life, print screen, share it with them. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we're all here to support and grow with each other. And in case you want to see some of the fun behind the scenes shots or some of the things that we're doing, I'm actually writing about this in my weekly newsletter. Go to www.therealdarius.com and subscribe to my newsletter. We're talking about fun things like business and life and mindfulness and cryptocurrencies and gosh, I don't even know everything and anything, but it's tons of fun stuff I write about. I try to get it out on a weekly basis. You can subscribe at www.therealdarius.com. And with that said, look, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. I love you. Peace. We're out of here. See you guys on the next one. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you wanna learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.